So we return this week uh, for myself and Ari doing another Asian conversation and this time we discuss tournaments in boxing. As we know from other sports, tournaments are something we have all the time. We recently had the Super Bowl and the Australian Open. They're a way to find out who is the best in the sport. But in boxing they don't seem to be so prevalent. However, I heard the tournament there was a tournament final in Japan last week. Can you tell me more about that? Of course I can. It was actually the God's Left Bantamweight tournament. It had its final um, in the middle of the week. And its final unfortunately ended in a draw between Sia Satsumi and Kazuki Nakajima. It was a really controversial draw which mad what had been a fantastic tournament. Up to that point we'd seen Nakajima look sensationally. He's got two opening round knockouts. Unfortunately Satsumi hadn't actually fought. He got a bye in the first round. Hence it being a seven man tournament. And then he actually got a walk over in the second round when Kenya Yamashita failed to make weight. So Satsumi reached the final without fighting and then was robbed in the final, so that's really unfortunate. It was a really exciting tournament overall and it took place at Bantamweight. It was it only took about six months I think from start to finish. And it was a really really good tournament overall. That does sound like a good one. So obviously that that's just been one tournament that's happened recently. Are there many others in boxing? There's certainly a lot in Japanese boxing. We've also had the Knockout Dynamite tournament come to an end recently. That was a four-man tournament over three weight classes, where the winners at the weight classes got a nice financial boost, they got a boost to the career, and they also actually got a bonus based on scoring knockouts earlier in the fights. Uh, this was this was a pretty good idea. It was just five rounds, so there were exciting fights on that hall. Um, it was a really good showcase for a Mongolian guy who's now not going to try and pronounce, because... I really don't want to butcher it, but he looked a standout. He beat Vladimir Byers in his final, he looked sensational. There's also the Hajimi Noepo 30th Anniversary Tournament, which has its semi-finals on the 27th of February. That tournament takes place at Featherweight. It was another seven-man tournament. I'm not sure why Japan can't get an eighth man involved in some of these, but whatever. The, uh, the standout bout from the first part of that tournament was Jay Wu Lee's sensational fight with Tsuyoshi Tamida. If you've not seen that, it is on YouTube. The promoter has put that up themselves, and yeah, seriously, spend the time, go and watch it. That's amazing. The most famous, however, the Japanese tournaments is the Rookie of the Year tournament, which is an annual tournament. It's a lot more distinguished than any of the others, and that's probably the standout among the bunch. So I'm guessing by the title, obviously, Rookie of the Year. So it'll be kind of a novice fighter and and kind of fighting amongst kind of peers that are also novices. It is. There are restrictions on who can enter. It's usually, I believe, four wins is the maximum they're allowed, or four bouts or something. They're all novices. They're all uh, C-class fighters, so they can't have gone into it with strong amateur pedigrees or anything like that. It's, like I said, a an annual tournament. It takes place and runs from sort of March to December. Um, the key facet of that, I guess, is the regional system, where East Japan will fight its own mini-knockout tournament which again starts in March and that actually ends in November I believe with the East Japan Rookie of the Year final whilst the central west and western regions of Japan have their own mini tournament and the winner of that then faces the winner of the East Japan region in the Old Japan final in December in what is an annual occurrence um, it's an annual standout event and it's shown on telly on G plus every year so the kind of the biggest benefit, particularly of the rookie of the year, would be a case that you're getting quite a lot of exposure for kind of um, 
sort of lesser known fighters they're kind of generating some buzz about them generating fans and things yeah so the key for that there is they're getting experience against people with similar abilities their finals are on um, G plus as mentioned that's not just the all Japan final but also the East and West Japan finals so potentially you've got two televised bouts the other bouts are now being uploaded um, by both boxing rares and air signs so you're getting online exposure you're getting in-ring exposure, you're getting televised exposure, you're getting experience, you're getting some fantastically well-matched belts, you're also getting some real windows shined on um, guys like Katsuki Mori who's fantastic last year, other fighters who've come through those sorts of ranks have included Masayuki Ito, Jiro Watanabe, even the legendary Fighting Harada actually won a Rookie of the Year tournament. So some real big names that obviously have really consistent good careers out of this but also there there is a narrative a story of a fighter getting through the tournament the fans are following their journey um they're going they're you know they're going from complete novices and fighting on kind of national or nationally televised events um that publicity really is kind of um is is kind of the the key to this tournament i would say for the Rookie of the Year, the exposure and the experience is absolutely key. For some of the other tournaments, of course, fighters are more well-known. The fighters in the KO Dynamite tournament, for the most part, were good amateurs. The fighters in the Hajime no Ippo tournament included somebody who had won Rookie of the Year years ago and a Korean national champion. But for Rookie of the Year, it's certainly about the novices getting their chance to develop and shine. There's a variety of benefits to holding tournaments at kind of different levels of, the, of their career. So... What other countries do something similar in regards to kind of tournaments in boxing? And the other big one really is South Korea. Um, South Korea is kind of weird when it comes to boxing full stop. Mm. Unlike Japan where there's one commission charged, the Japanese Boxing Commission, Korea kind of has a lot. Uh, it's sometimes hard to know just how many they have at any one time. But the two big ones are the Korean Boxing Federation and Korean Boxing Management, who are the KBF and KBM. They are the two that run the best rookie tournaments in the country, the Battle Royale, which is KBM's answer to Rookie of the Year, and KBF's wonderfully titled Rookie to Rookie. They're again rookie tournaments, they take place throughout the year, and are novices, they're getting a chance to shine on TV, a chance to shine online. The other major one in Asia is Thailand, who actually ran two almost simultaneous tournaments last year. One was The Fighter, which was three rounds, it was various weights, it was it was actually a really good showcase for a very young fighter whose name I'm, I'm not going to try and pronounce again. It was a Thai 15 year old who ended up winning at one of the weight classes, so well done him. At 15 I think I was pretty much staying in bed all day and yet you got a guy in Thailand who's making a real name for himself. The other one was a work point super flyweight tournament which again got them opportunities to fight on TV on Workpoint and those same Workpoint televised events are also actually on DAZN in the US so that's fantastic international experience. Yeah and this this experience is invaluable kind of to, to, to fighters. Um, what about outside of Asia because obviously we've talked a lot about Asia but what about kind of outside is, is, is there something similar going on? Outside of Asia, there's of course the WBSS events, um, the World Boxing Super Series that Noya Nui won last year and Josh Taylor. We've got the Cruiserweight Season 2 final coming up with uh, Dotticus and Bredis 
in Latvia. That should be actually a fantastic final. I don't think it's going to be as good as the other two, but that's certainly something to look up to. We had the infamously overly complex Super 6 tournament, which of course wasn't a straight knockout tournament. It was like mini leagues and it took way too long and on paper it was a good idea. In reality, oh boy, we should have simplified that. There's also the old ESPN Boxino tournaments, which I loved. I, Bob Allen, if you're listening, do another one. Get one of these involved on ESPN. They were fantastic. There's also one in the UK at the moment that MTK Global are doing, the Golden Contract Tournament, which is really interesting. You can see the prize for that one. It's um, like a several-year contract with MTK. They're going to try and help you get a world title fight. I think that's a really good idea, and I like to see it complete, but you never know these tournaments. It wasn't a lot that long ago that Evander Holyfield was doing a tournament in the US and it completely fell apart after the first round. If anybody anywhere can explain what the hell happened to that one, please put it in the comments because I have no idea what happened there. Yeah, do let us know. Um, so where do you kind of see kind of tournaments going now? Is there a particular tournament you'd love to see or a particular kind of style of tournament? Would you like to see it come more to the kind of the West? What, what Where do you kind of go from here? I think we're going to get another Dewey, Dewey BSS tournament this year. I think it, if we don't, it'd be a massive shame. I know they had financial issues last year, but if that's the end, then boxing's lost out big time. I would absolutely love to see rookie tournaments in the US and the UK. I think the UK actually has the scene for it with the with the regions, the way the country is split, the sort of central area and um, southern area titles. I think that's a fantastic way of getting a sort of British Rookie of the Year variant. I would like to see, as I mentioned, Boxino coming back. I'd like to see a bit more variation in the way tournaments work as well. I think one night tournaments are something we can certainly do with. I think they're great. Um, I think something like Prize Fighter or Big is Better or I'm not really sure what the Australian version was, but I know they had one as well, which they're exciting. They're one night uh, when I see them try and take off in the US Unfortunately, we know that if it's a success, they'll overuse it, overexpose it, and not use it as a special event, which it really should be. Um, I like to see more tournaments in boxing in general, to be honest. Not necessarily to prove that who's the best, but to, like you said, give it a narrative, give it a story, give fans something to follow. They just can't be overly complicated because boxing, boxing doesn't work very well on overly complicated things. And and obviously, as we said, we talked a lot about kind of rookies and the, and the kind of how positive that can be for for really good rookies to come through, um, and and use this as kind of a, a jumping of of what could be a massive career for them. It can certainly be used as a massive career jump. Um, it's funny. I think if more countries copied how the JBC's ranking model worked, I think you'd get a lot more intrigue again if you win a um, a rookie of the year you actually are ranked in the top 20 by the JBC almost by default so you've pushed a long way towards a title fight it'd be great to see that sort of ranking system used in the UK but again promoters promoters don't do what's best for themselves always and if this was brought into the UK or was brought into America if there was more tournaments in these places I can't help but think we wouldn't see the guys fighting properly I think the promoters would step in the way also just to give a shout out there is actually a usual annual tournament I believe in Mexico called Cinturón de Oro 
they are fantastic in themselves. And there was a French tournament a few years ago, heavyweight I believe, that was an eight-man tournament. Again, these are they've been tried, and I think people have given up on them too quickly. Um, but rookie of the year is proving that they can be a consistent. It can be an annual event. It can be really exciting to watch. I like to see more well-matched tournaments, of course. There's no point in having mismatches in tournaments. But until promoters get behind it, really put some effort in, they're not going to work anywhere. Japan have eaten into it because of the way their promotional system work. A lot of these are run by Dangan, who have no horse in the fight, so to speak. They're just, for the most part, they're just a pure promoter. They're not a management promoter thing that we see in others. And it'd be great to see other promoters just getting behind these sorts of ideas. Yeah, I mean, the possibilities are really quite endless with these types of tournaments. And, and uh, like you said, it's all really down to the quality of the fighters. The, the, they're be, if they're being matched correctly and well with kind of colleagues that are on a similar level, it, it's just no end of kind of good fights that could be broadcast. Yeah, there's so many fantastic ideas that you can go out there. As long as they're well matched, as long as they're competitive, as long as they can kind of capture the fans imagination somewhere whether that's through fantastic matchmaking whether it's through a story that you can tell from a tournament that has perhaps 16 fighters and you've seen one come to the end as long as you can capture the fans keep them interested sell the story at the early stages then yeah you've got them wrapped around your little fingers so to speak they've just really got to put the effort in and they've got to keep the guys active also of course let them stay what they're doing Um. And yeah, I think it's fantastic to see more tournaments. And that's the end of this week's uh, Asian conversation. So we don't have any outtakes this week because she made me delete them, but it doesn't mean I can't mock her at the very end of this video uh, while she's smirking at me then. Oh, for fuck's sake, shut up. Oh yeah, it's probably a... Oh wait, we're not monetized on YouTube. I ain't costing myself any advertising money here. Um, but yeah, if you do like these sorts of videos, and obviously you're still watching this and listening to this, you probably do. Uh, if you want to give us any ideas to what we can cover in future videos, that would be fantastic. We are thinking about doing next week's one on MTK Global's expansion to Japan. However, if there's a big news story, we'll do something else. Um, again, if you're a Patreon, thank you so much. It really is appreciated at the moment. Um, we do want to grow the site. Genuinely, we want to do a hell of a lot more than just these sorts of videos and the podcast, which returned, um, or will return later today. We'll also be posting these as podcasts through... Uh, the app that we use to do podcasts so this will be available on Spotify and Stitcher and whatever other podcast services you use the hope is genuinely that we can add a lot more on what we do um, I'm hoping that you've noticed there is a lot more content going out on a daily basis than ever before we're hoping to just really expand that uh, there's a lot more weekly features on the site things like the introducing and closet classic of continued from last year there's also revisiting where we look at an old fighter that we've covered in the introducing articles there's also hopefully going to be English language commentary on fights as well which I think is going to be an interesting one it's going to be one that's going to be a lot of work for what 
I feel comfortable doing, but I think it'd be fun to do. And again, if we can talk Ori into doing them, possibly she can help. She could be the host, as she is with these. So going forward, it we have got a lot of plans, and genuinely, again, thank you to all the patrons. Thank you for listening this far into this video after the nice little gap of space in there that we've flipped. Uh, once again, thank you, and hopefully we will keep you as viewers over the coming weeks, months, and years. Thank you.